if you had asked me, you know, in 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 January of 2020, like, man, how much have you lost? Because I hadn't made no money at that. I was definitely in just I'd have been like, man, I'm probably down about 15, 17, something like that, all in at the time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listening to the forex beginner podcast with calvin the new trader on this podcast you'll get daily motivation encouragement and forex trading tips as calvin the new trader shares his journey with you are you studying are you more of a back tester meaning you go in the past you look at past data looking for the setups in the past or are you more of a forward tester where you're looking in the live market looking for setups playing out live and then seeing how they react in real time uh yeah it's kind of in, in a live environment now um if now so earlier i had mentioned like i still look at the charts just in general every time it's because something just it's like I just I've seen it before as just it just kind of light bulb moment like and I've seen that then I'll back test and see where did I see it and if I find it again can I find another can I find another one and another one? after you see so many all right let me put all of these next to each other and really break it down and figure out well does this one look good Cause I not I don't want to just find winners. I want to find something that's like okay, that one kind of looked like it was that setup, but then it ended up doing something else. So I want to take note of that one too, so I can compare the winners and the losers, and make my rules. Because all I'm gonna do is dissect the mess out of it until I figure out what was different in this loser and this loser versus these winners over here. And when I find that difference, then I can make a rule. And that's how I come up with all my rules. It's just. Pitting the the putting the winners and the losers next to each other, and you know if it looked like the same setup, and then yeah, just figuring it out from there. So give me your honest thoughts here: personal account or funded account? Which do you prefer, and which do you recommend for new beginner and developing traders? Both. You got to start personal. Don't nobody need to start with a funded account. That's that's the dumbest. Thing. And I, so, and I think one of the biggest issues I have with. Like funded accounts are like the thing right now. Um, so it's it's like funded accounts and US 30. Like those are the the things. <laughs> um I'm the only I feel like I'd be the only person still trading Forex sometimes and you know, still trading currency pairs, but I get it, you know. Uh, but I I man, I do not I can't trade indices. Um my my stuff just don't seem to work well with them. Like I demoed it and uh don't yeah. I feel like you would do great with US 30. 30, US 30 and, and NAS, like they seem to move kind of similar most days. And uh I have some friends that trade them, so I still look at them from time to time. So I, I like I have an idea how they move. I looked at 30 US 30 today. And so I was like, 
it looked like it was finna set up an angel dust trade. But then it just kept going. It never came back and gave me my, uh, you know, like my entry that I would have taken. Yet my friend took it based on how he trades and, you know, it worked out for him today. So shout out to him. But I'm like, I, I don't know, it just don't work out for the way I, I do things. Like the currency pairs just act, as, they, they just move different to where it works out for me. But uh, with the, the personal accounts though, or, and, and what I was saying was, a lot of people see all these funded traders, so they skip the personal account and they just like, man, I'm just going to throw money into a, a challenge. And it's like they last a few hundred dollars and then they start losing and then I get inboxes. Can you save my account? Can you trade my account for me? You shouldn't have did that. Like you got to be consistently profitable on a personal account first, please. <laughs> you know, and then use profits from your personal account to buy your challenge. That's all you got to do. Now, I'm kind of practicing against what I, I what I did. Um, like as soon as I started making a little bit of uh, like good personal money, I was trying to pay off some debt. So that's where most of my personal money went. Once I got a certain amount of money, uh, debt paid off, I actually went against my own like thought. Like I don't advise this, but I'm being honest on what I did. Like I knocked my debt way down and then I went and put a a challenge, a FTMO challenge on my credit card. I was so confident at the time, like, because I was like, well, I just paid this off. Instead of paying, you know, uh, instead of uh, paying some of it off, like instead of taking my, 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 my bank account and paying, say, $900 off on my debit card, um, I should have just went ahead and bought the challenge, but I didn't. I paid some of my credit card off or whatever. But I was like, you know what? I want to take this challenge. So since I just took it off the credit card, I just throw it right back on there anyway. And so I ended up putting the challenge on my credit card. I don't advise anybody to do that. Um, but that is how I bought my first challenge. You know, if I'm like just keeping it real. And I, you know, passed it. Um, but again, I was already profitable, even still on my personal account before I did that. Like consistently profitable. I was able to withdraw, withdraw, withdraw. Um, folks just got to stop jumping into these prop firms. But even now, I still maintain a personal account. My personal account is like, I don't even hunch trade on that anymore. What I was trying to do was take my nothing but good trades on my prop firms. If I had that, that, you know, oh, I want to take this trade, but it's not really a setup. Let me just do it on a personal account. But then what happens is once I do it on a personal account, I'm like, man, if this wins, I'm going to be mad if I ain't take it on a prop firm. So then I take it on the prop firm too <laughs> and then take the L. And I'm like, dang it. So now I don't even treat my personal account as a, as a gamble account or a flip account anymore. Like it's, I'm like, it's money. Be responsible with it. This is, it's, don't, I don't care if it's, you know, if it's a thousand dollars or if it's ten dollars, like that's be responsible with your money and then you can handle more. So I just had to it was all, man, just a mindset change I had to go through. But, yeah, I maintain both because with the personal account, of course, you can withdraw whenever you want to. You can use it for, you know, I can be like, oh, this is my vacation fund account or whatever, you know, and just kind of treat it differently. But yeah, yeah I maintain both. But yeah, you got to add a personal first.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talk to me about your stop losses. How deep are your stop losses with your strategies? There's trades where I don't foresee it going 20 pips. So I might use a 15 pip stop loss just in case or something like that. But um, on average, though, yeah, I would say somewhere between 15 and 20, more, more towards 20, like 18, 17, up to 20. If it's gold, though, we talking about 40 pips, you know, stuff like that. But I go half on my lot size to compensate for it. So but uh, but on like most currency pairs, though, yeah, I would say yeah, 20 pips is kind of like my my average, though, because, yeah, I get I might get a lot of sniper injuries, but. I don't know it's going to be a sniper injury. You know, I have an idea that it's a good injury. And, uh, but you never know, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. So I got to give myself that, that cushion in case. And it's definitely coming to handy having that, that 20 pip cushion, even though I only thought it was probably going to go a couple of pips above or below where I got in. And then I'm like, oh, snap, you know, but it never took me out. And then I had a good day. So, yeah, I'm never going to be cocky to the point where because I actually don't understand when people use like five pip stop losses. I'm like, well, y'all got some balls on y'all. Like, I, yeah, I ain't that confident, you know. So, but again, I don't know their their strategy either. So that might just be what their strategy call for, and I just don't understand it. So, so what is your thinking process around risk management? How do you justify these stop losses? I'm basically just okay trying to think, I don't know quite what the math would be, but if I have a, a 300K account, I'm trading 30 lots. If I had a 600K account, I'm trading 60 lots. I just trade 10% of whatever my account is, so to speak, or like my lot size in my brain is like, all right, you know, if it's, a, a, you know, whatever, 20K account, I would trade two standards or I probably actually trade more than that on a 20K just to build it up. But I'm, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm risky. But my thought, okay, put it this way. On a prop firm, it would take me five 20 pit losses in a row to blow the account, so to speak. Because like on FTMO, I got 500K. If I lose 20 pips, that's 10K on that loss. I can lose 50,000 total before I lose the account. I'm not losing five trades in a row. It's just, I'm like, I'm not. So it's more so goes back to the confidence thing. Again, if I'm sticking to my, my plan and stuff, um, in my mind, like I'm sticking to strategy, like nine out of 10 trades, I'm, I'm winning. Eight out of 10 on a bad 10. Like I'm gonna win them, sticking to my strategy. So that's more so how I look at it. It's just like, all right, I got five complete 20 pit stop losses and some of those i'm not gonna let them hit 20 pips so it's more like i'm probably gonna have to lose eight trades in a row to blow this account that's all i do i think about it as my win to loss ratio versus percentages or i need to i can't lose more than blah blah, blah. i just i can't lose this many trades in a row 
What is the biggest difference between Charlie P seven years ago and Charlie P today? Uh, well, one, I mean, one big thing is none of the strategies that I use now. Sorry, man, I'm actually clocking back in for work. <laughs> no problem, bro. <laughs> clocking back in off my lunch break. Uh, but one big difference, my guy, is I didn't have the strategies that I was using until 2020. So the first five years was being on the hunt for winning, you know, something that fit me, a strategy that fit me. And uh, I didn't find it. You know, um, I had some little successes here and there. Sure. But looking back on it, it was pretty much luck. Like everything was luck for that first five years. But again, like I was losing overall by far. You know, it was just them every every now and then when I would win something, that's what kept me going. Um, I ain't never had no quit in me. Like, so that's not that hadn't been an issue where I'm just like, man, this ain't for me. I'm I'm just gonna give up. That's why I, I was like it took seven years, but I, you know, I stayed, I never took a break type thing. Um, I just kept going. But yeah, that first five years, it was a matter of not having the right strategy for me the last two years it's been a greed issue that's really the only like as simple as i can put it so i've always been willing to put the time in um so it's not been a work at the issue at all it's more so just like once i got the strategy then i had to master my discipline so if i had got the strategy earlier you know i probably would have mastered the discipline a little bit earlier so, um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I got it. If I don't got it now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm right there. Like it's, you know, cause I'd have been took a hunch trade this week already, like five months ago, three months ago, probably I'd have took a hunch trade this week already. I know I would have, but I'm sitting on my hands. So I know I've, I've progressed in that regard, you know what I'm saying? So I would say that's the difference is just now. Like you said, there is there is no rush anymore there because if I had not rushed in June, I would have been done. But what if I would have quit and then started hunch trade? So that's why I'm, I'm glad it happened the way it happened. And I started doing it back then while I still had a job. And so I kind of had that security in the back of my mind, like, man, I'm good. I ain't got to worry about paying for insurance out of pocket. Cause that's like, that's a whole nother mortgage payment. You know, once you got a whole family and you're paying out of pocket for some insurance, yeah, that's a mortgage payment, you know? Um, it's, it's just certain things where, yeah, it's, it's just discipline, man. Discipline. And I even said that on the FTMO interview, that was the first interview I ever did. And that was right after the takeoff happened. And then I had like a couple a couple, maybe three more really good months right after that interview. And then I just went stagnant to where it wasn't, you know, the payouts were not that big anymore. I was having good days, but I was having bad days. You know what I'm saying? So, but now it's more so like good day, good day, good day, good day. All right, day, good day. Like that's where we at now. Yeah. So that's just where I'm trying to keep it. Now you did an interview about a year and a half ago with one of the big prop firms and you made a hundred K in six weeks. So that was massive. That was huge. Right. And with that interview, you did get a lot of recognition. 
you started to get a lot of fame. You started, your name started ringing bells on the online Forex scene, right? My question to you, if you would be so kind enough to give me an honest answer here, um, did that bring problems? Did that fame, did that recognition cause any problems with your trading behind the scenes? Talk to me about that, bro. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yes. All right, so... Not only was it a distraction, like I was happy because I was trying to grow my YouTube channel at the time. So, yeah, I was happy because I was like, man, I just went from like 300 subscribers to a couple of weeks later. Now I'm at like a 1.5 thousand or, you know, or, you know, whatever. And then, I mean, I only got like, I don't think I hit 4,000 yet. But so, but yeah, you. so what happened was. I went from doing YouTube videos for like just every here and there. So once the FTMO inter interview dropped, I'm like, man, I got to start putting out stuff more often now because folks is wanting to see stuff. So that was part of why those hunches started. Cause I'm like, I need something to put out. Let me jump in this trade so I can make a video on this and make folks, you know, try to grow my channel. I almost got out of it. I was getting emails. Hey, can you promote my product? Can you promote this product? I don't like that product. I don't use that. I wouldn't use that. I wasn't worried about it. Then one of them hit me and I'm like, all right. I mean, if you watch the channel, they're still on there. So I'm not going to throw their name out there now. But uh, one of the brokers hit me up and was just like, you know, they presented an offer. It was a good offer. I negotiated anyway, just because this is what I do. And they gave me a better offer. And so I took it. Here I am. Now it's like, crap, I got to make YouTube videos on a consistent, more consistent basis. More hunch trades start because I might not see nothing, but I got to put something out. So eventually I only did that for about three months. And that's where my hunches stopped because I, I recognized that as a source of what was causing my psychology to get thrown off. So I had to hit them up. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate you. I can't do it no more. And then I ain't drop a video for like a month. And guess what happened in that month? <laughs> Rocket man. And so, because it was like, I can chill now. I'm not pressured to be trying to put content out. And so that was a very big factor. Yes, trying to appease my audience and stuff like that. And so um, it's, it's just something about being stress-free, like, and being in control of your own, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, that, that, that pressure not being there is, is great. So I, I'm actually going to take my email address off of my uh, YouTube stuff now I think about it, because I'm not going to accept any more deals and, and stuff like that uh, to do nothing like that, which I've gotten a couple more. I actually got an email yesterday for something. Uh, but it wasn't even forage related. Uh, I don't want to do all that no more because, again, it affects my trading. And so I'm like, by quitting that promotion deal, I effectively gave myself a raise <laughs> because I'm trading better now. And so, yeah, but yeah, it was it was definitely a factor when the interview dropped and I started getting, you know, them subscribers, I'm like, oh snap, here you go, you know. So yeah, the head blew up ever so slightly. And and yeah, I learned from that. So now I didn't shrunk myself on back down. Like, I don't need all that. 
And like I told you, and then certain things started happening, like the, the text message I was telling you about. And I was like, hey, man, let me, I don't want this, you know, I don't need this kind of limelight. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I know I'm missing out on a lot of money, man. Like there's not a day, well, I ain't gonna say not a day, but I would say four out of seven days a week, somebody's inboxing me about mentorship or, you know, just something, a, a signal service or even if it's not necessarily mentorship, just a, I'll pay you for a one-on-one meeting. It's very, um, like I'm honored to get those type of messages. It's dope, but I'm like, I just can't do it, man. Cause I know what it's going to lead to. If I start doing it for one person, I'm like, well, I did it for this person, man. Let me just go ahead and do it for this one. And then that's going to turn into a thing. And before I know it, I don't have free time no more. I might have a bag, but I don't have free time. So it don't matter. This next question I want to ask you is something for traders to consider, right? Because I often say this. We get excited when we hear about a Charlie P making $500,000 trading. We get excited when we hear a Charlie P making 100K in six weeks trading, right? We get excited about that and we feel like, hey, I can do it too. If he can do it, I can do it. But my question is always, are you willing to invest what that person had to invest in order to one day make what that person is now making, right? And so let me ask you this question. How much would you say you've invested in education, Failed prop firm challenges, all of that stuff that has contributed to you being the trader that you are now. How much money, if you could put out a number, how much money would you say over these last seven years you've put into this skill set and getting to where you are now? It's hard to say because, like, on one hand, now I can be like zero because I'd have made it all back. But, uh, and I think that's important to keep in mind though. One day, if you just stick with it, it's you're going to make it back. So it don't even matter. You can make it back in one trade. You know what I mean? Um, but I would say before, before prop firm life, or well, I guess I got to include prop firm challenge money into it. So I'll say, man, groups, you looking at like, I'm enjoying forever and profit. It was like $50 when I got in. So, you know, but it was a lot of groups where it was like, you know, $50 to get in or a hundred dollars to join this group, 200 to join this, this uh this facebook inbox <laughs> thread so i would say man with all that kind of stuff i paid a thousand dollars for a couple of mentors i would estimate 15 racks maybe about 15 racks something like that all in so um but then when you start adding challenges in because i i didn't do like if i do the challenge like i'm going for the gusto you know that's just how i think so i'm like what's the biggest challenge y'all got all right let me get that one then when you start estimating that type of stuff, but it's like, of course, once you pass the challenge, you get your payout, you get that money back. So like right now, top tier, uh, I got two 300K challenges from, from them. I don't remember quite how much they cost, but let's just say they were $1,000 a piece because I know I got in on a promotion where I think it was like 15% off, but let's just say those were both $1,000 a piece. So I, technically I've got 2K invested right now. If I lose those challenges, I'm down 2K. I get them again. But once I make that money back, then, you know, this is like, all right, whatever. It's, I got my money back. It was free. Um, but yeah, before, when I was just in L City, I was probably yeah, like, if you had asked me, you know, 
in 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 January of 2020, like, man, how much have you lost? Because I hadn't made no money at that. I was definitely in just I'd have been like, man, I'm probably down about 15, 17, something like that, all in at the time. 15 to 17 thousand dollars, ladies and gentlemen, invested to get to this point. So what I'm saying is it's okay to get inspired and encouraged by these interviews. But listen, if you aren't willing to back your dreams and your desires to be successful with the money that's in your pocket, don't expect a big return. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying you got to go invest 15000 17000 in order to be successful. I'm definitely not saying that. But what I'm saying is you should be willing to invest at the level that your dreams and your goals are. That's it. If your goals and dreams are at a six-figure level, then you should be okay with investing $1,000 into a prop firm challenge, into your Forex account, into whatever you need. Whatever it is you feel you need to get to the next level, you should be okay with investing that. All right? I'll say a couple of things. Number one, it feels good when you really can sit back and be like, dude, like, I'm not trying to sound braggadocious. I'm just like, this is just really a, a thought process that comes over you sometimes where it's like, man, I'll be walking the neighborhood and I'm like, there's a really good chance I'd have made more than every person in this neighborhood today or this month or this year, whatever the case. It's just a cool feeling. Like, highly likely or i'll be walking in the mall like it might only be like three people in this whole mall that didn't did better than I, you know um it's just like little motivation nuggets to kind of keep you going or like man i'm not a doctor but i made more than some doctors last year or what you know in 2022 and i ain't got no kind of medical degree and blah, 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 blah. it's cool thinking about that kind of stuff sometimes um that's just a random thought that just popped up in my brain. But um, what I was going, what I thought you was going to kind of say was instead of investing money into like, because another a, a big trend that I see now is people doing um, uh, passing your challenge services. Like I'll pass your challenge for you, and so that's like huge. I'm like, man, I think that's uh, I, I just don't think that that's helpful. Nah, you know, for the the trader. I think for the person that's passing the challenges, it's extra smart. It's a service. I, I get it. Like, I'm not knocking those people by any means. Get your money. Like, when folks ask me that all the time, I'm like, hey, no, because, you know, for one, now there's more pressure on me to pass a challenge for somebody else. But then two, it's like, you probably didn't put your last money in this thing, you know, Again, I'm not I'm not trying to get in that situation yeah. where you can blame me for losing your last five hundred dollars or whatever the case like. Hey, no. But I, I think when people put their money in uh, uh, and stuff like that or it's just not. Yeah. Put it put a little bit in a personal account or I, I, I don't not get mentors. I think it is smart. I don't not join in groups. I think it's smart. Um Rather than yeah, a, a degree in finance or whatever the case like that, you know, because yeah, that's that's gonna get you sure, you know, 85, 90, 100 and something when you are on the senior level, depending on where you live, you know, 200, whatever. If you out in Cali somewhere or something like that, I don't know, but you get that forex strategy right, yeah, you, yeah, you're gonna be all right. You're going to be so, more than all right. <laughs> and, and not, 
and not have spent, you know, a hundred and something thousand over the course of your education. You might have spent, yeah, like I said, 15. (laughs) Right now, bro, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for taking out the time to give back to the trading community, to share the things that have helped you on your journey, to share your mindset about trading, to share your experience with us, to help us be better. I appreciate that. I know you get hit up a lot. I know a lot of people reach out to you, so you didn't have to do this. And for you to take out the time to do that, I really appreciate it. It speaks to who you are and your desire to want to help and encourage others. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, Number two, I hope everybody listening to this right now would catch the fact that this man just clocked back in on his job while he's doing this interview. This man has been able to retire his wife already, but he's still showing up to work because he hasn't hit his goal yet, right? And that just speaks to the discipline. That just speaks to his vision and how confident he is in the fact that he will reach that goal. And I think a lot of times we are so in a rush to get away from the job that we minimize our goals to just the job and just getting out of the job. The goal has got to be way bigger than that. And so, Charlie, I just want to thank you for being an example of dreaming big because you've definitely encouraged and inspired me in this interview. And I just want to thank you, bro. So thirdly, and last but not least, give us some motivation for that trader right now that may feel stuck, that may feel discouraged and feel like giving up with trading. What would you say to that trader right now, bro? Man, I am a product of seven years of struggle. Most people would have quit a few months into the first year. Um, That success that I had just last year, because last year was like my first profitable year, and it was wildly profitable, even though I still made a bunch of mistakes, made that seven years well worth it because now I know that this year is going to be even better next year you know so I'm like I'm set for life basically because I have a skill now that I took the time to go ahead and and just continue to do so my advice would just be don't quit just transition to find maybe something else that works for you um you know if you're in a group and you've been in that group for six months and it's just not clicking it don't mean Forex isn't for you. It means that group isn't for you. And that's fine. It don't mean that group is a scam. It just means that ain't how you trade. That's not, you know, for you. That's cool. No need to bash them. Find somebody else. Try again um, until you find what clicks for you. And uh, or you might have to go out on your own and just just really dig into them charts and find something that works for you. That's what I had to do. So I would just say, man, don't quit. Because really, that's the only reason people ain't successful in Forex is that they eventually quit versus somebody like myself. Uh, I just did not quit. That's the only difference. Like we talking about years and years and years of just straight L's. Like that was me. Um, And then two, I would just say, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Because that's hard to do in the social media era is you see this person you know, like, don't go to my channel and be like, man, I'm trying to make profits like that. Like, don't worry about all that. Just worry about getting the strategy down. But don't compare your success to mine. Your time will, you know, your time will come when it's supposed to come. 
and it'll come how it's supposed to come. Uh, so yeah, that would be, yeah, don't quit and don't look at the next person's pockets and, and be trying to catch up to them. Just do your thing. Stay in your lane. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Forex Beginner Podcast. My man, Charlie P is in the building and guess what we look forward to running into you at the bank one day but you cannot meet us there you gotta beat us there when we pull up you should already be walking out of that bank duffel bag on your shoulder smile on your face and we believe that we all gonna be successful god bless you take care and i wish you nothing but success on your journey god bless you peace 